If you want to support any of the podcasts produced by Multiple World Productions, consider going to multipleworldproductions.com slash books, where you can pick up any of my released Kindle books, including the Operation Swan Song trilogy, Our Past Does Not Define Us, In the End, the Echo Omega series, and Sizzle Reel for just $2.99 each. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. Who boy. I love the possibility of being right. There are very few things in this life that bring me more joy than the possibility of being right. And what I'm referring to, of course, if you read the title of this episode, is the last two episodes of Season 2 of The Bad Batch. Now I know... Season 1 of The Bad Batch introduced Mount Tantus into the canon. I know Wayland is back in play. I know all of these key key locations from Heir to the Empire are back. And, you know, all of that. But watching it last night and seeing the cloning facilities there and seeing, you know, Omega arriving there, I'm like, here's the thing. We have to have we have most of the pieces now for Air of the Empire. Like, we have most of the pieces in play. That we can do Air of the Empire now. Um, and that, and them talking explicitly about the possibility of a clone rebellion, I was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Because I said that for the last few weeks, where it's like, you know this is building toward a clone rebellion, and then for everyone to be like, oh yeah, 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 we gotta be aware that there could be a clone rebellion coming. This is just so good. Now, I hope, like, I hope that, like, this doesn't lead to just them going to Tantus and destroying the cloning facilities, because that would suck. I would be very unhappy with that. Um, because I think that what introducing Mount Tantus would do... Sorry, I'm going through some road work right now. And and if you were to re-canonize aspects of Air of the Empire in this way, what it gives you is the possibility of excusing away some of the problems with Exegol. Um, and I think... Let me, let me clarify this a little bit. Because here's the thing. I think that the issue that we have with with Exegol is that it's kind of out of left field, and it's like, how did no one figure out that this is still going on after we know that in the unknown regions is where the First Order was kind of hiding out for all those years? How did no one figure out, you know, that cloning was going on there? Especially with all that's going on now with the remnants of the Empire uh, in the Mandalorian, which is like... I think, let's say, at most seven or eight years after uh, Return of the Jedi, everything going on with the Empire and their cloning program and the Republic knowing about the cloning program, like, why did they stop doing it? Like, why did they stop investigating? And I think what we could be building to is a recanonization of Air of the Empire, a a slow moving there, because here's the other thing it does. If the New Republic thinks that they go to Wayland and they destroy the cloning facilities, they stop 
you know, whatever's going on there, like, that could mean something. That, that could mean, oh, shit, we thought we, you know, we thought it was a tent. Um, and apparently not. Um, and imagine they do this series, and they do it in live action, they do it in animation. I mean, they'd probably do it in animation, I would assume, if they were to. And again, I'm hyping myself up for something that probably won't happen. Because um, I think the most likely situation regarding this show is next season they get to Wayland and they just blow up the facility and rescue Omega. Um, but assuming they don't, and assuming they do the smart thing, which is to use this as an opportunity to explain away why they think that the cloning is done, if they destroy this one last secret cloning facility, um, like, because uh, assuming all of that, we get to, you know, imagine they do this and it's like, Luke goes to meet another Jedi Master somewhere else, and it's like, that's where you can bring back Mace Windu, and have him fill the role of Sabaoth, or Sabaoth, it depends on which book you listen to, um, because they pronounce it Sabaoth in Outbound Flight, they pronounce it Sabaoth in, um, what's it called, in, um, Heir to the Empire, and, uh, the resulting sequels, but it's a weird inconsistency, like, just imagine, like, it's, it's not, it's like Luke doesn't have access to the force to be able to talk to Obi-Wan and Yoda, or, or Anakin, and he's talking to, um, he's talking to this evil clone of Mace Windu, and then it would play into the fact that, like, if I remember correctly, there was an Easter egg in, what's it called, in, in Kenobi, where Mace Windu is in Amber, kind of, in the Inquisitor base that they break into. Um, and if Mace, you can use Mace Windu to come back for that, I mean, you can have Samuel L. Jackson play, play him again, um, and I think that would be an excellent kind of, you know, way to do that, where it's like, oh, shit, he died, and it's like, because he can't talk to Obi-Wan or Yoda, who know he died, like, they can just do that, and that would be a much better way to do it, and then the other thing that this does is you can have that final confrontation on, on there with the clone, uh, Mace Windu, filling the role of the Emperor, with the clone, um, with, uh, with the clone, uh, Luke, um, and again, I, I said this with The Mandalorian Season 2, I, I still think that, that that Luke that we saw in The Mandalorian and the Luke that we saw in, um, in, in Book of Boba Fett, I think that's not really Luke. I, I still think that's Luke, or however you pronounce it, Luke with two U's. Um, because, and my big thing for that is that they're big on mirroring in Star Wars, it's, it's, it's kind of a thing that, you know, it's been mean to death, it's like poetry, it rhymes, and that's something that we've been talking about for years now with this, but it is weird that we have this hallway scene with Vader in Rogue One, then again we have the hallway scene with Maul in the Clone Wars finale, where Maul walks down the hallway and just massacres clones, like we have those two moments. And then we have the 
at the end, the, you know, then we have Luke do the same thing with these, with the Dark Troopers, or Death Troopers. And it's like, okay, I understand, you know, it's a cool moment and it looks cool, but it's like, to do that and mirror that with two other villains, it's a little strange. Like, it, it, it's like, oh, okay, so I think that's going to be the indicator we have that this is, you know, him. Now, the green lightsaber is one thing that we have to address. I mean, he did have a green lightsaber there. I think that's the only thing that makes me not believe my own dumb theory that's probably wrong, is that he, he had the green lightsaber, um, because I don't know how Luke would have gotten that, or he just built one identical just so that way he could, you know, masquerade as Luke a little bit more um, easily, especially if he's training under Mace Windu clone, um, which, again, again... Nothing to. I'm basically just writing fan fiction here, which is a little cringy. I understand, but I think that this could be cool. I think there's potential for this to be a really interesting idea. Um, and then we also know Luke's hand ended up at Exegol from the comic um, that takes place. The Star Wars comic from when they rebooted it between that takes place between episodes five and six. So he. He has, you know, they, they have his hand. They have his hand, and it is sitting on a shelf on fucking Exegol. That's not an easy, that's not a, a hard thing to say, oh, okay, move it over to Wayland. And, because that's the level of conniving that I want the Emperor to have. I want the Emperor to be so, thinking so many steps ahead that he's like, okay, so they're definitely gonna think that we have, um, what's it called, that we have, uh, you know, that, that we have cloning if they find Wayland, and if we let them find Wayland, they'll think that we're done, so if we set, if we do that, that's the best way to do this, if, you know, because if we win, hooray, we win, if we lose, then whatever, we lost, like, then, you know, they'll, they'll be off our scent for the bigger thing, which is my return, either way, I win, which is kind of how we saw the Emperor this season, where he's like, okay, so, you know, I want to ban- I want to get rid of the clone army and go to a conscripted army, and again, they talk about this a little bit in season one, with the idea that the conscripted army will commit atrocities on behalf of the Empire, but the clone army won't, because the clone army has to follow orders, and within certain parameters, so the clone army's gonna be like, I'm not fucking just massacring civilians just for the hell of it, meanwhile, a, a, um, a, a, a conscript would be more willing to, to do that. Um, which I think is reflective of reality, if we're being completely honest. Um, and I think that that's kind of what we are with, with this, where it's like, this, I think that we have a real potential to do something really cool out of this. Um, and for it to be among some of the best Star Wars. Because among some of the best Star Wars is also, um, you know, Heir to the Empire. I mean, there are some things that didn't age that well, and, and, and look, Heir to the Empire, some parts of it are decanonized by the prequels, even, like General, like, uh, well, not General Sabaeth, uh, Master Sabaeth doesn't exist in the movies, um, and, uh, who was the other one? Um, uh, fuck, who was the other one? Um, in the, in the movies, who, uh, yeah, they, they didn't carry over. Oh, what the Clone Wars actually are doesn't carry over. We're going to talk about this more in a few weeks when Josie, or a few months actually, when Josie and I talk about 
uh, Heir to the Empire, but there are aspects of this that are retconned by the prequels because the Clone Wars are a guy who went rogue who had a cloning facility going up against the Republic and the Republic having a standing army, um, whereas this is more the, you know, what's it called, the, you know, the, the Republic having clones and using them to go after the Confederacy, which is, you know, different on a vastly different level. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it is a very interesting thing that they can do here, and I think it's also very possible that I'm hyping myself up for something that could never happen, um, but I would be damn sure I would watch every fucking second of it, um, as long as they don't commit to weird CGI Luke during the entire, see, the issue, the only issue with that is they'd have to do weird CGI Luke for the entire show if they did live action, because at this point they've already done it, and if they have weird CGI Luke as Luke, and then, like, they recast other Luke, like, real Luke, then it gets weird, because then it gets, like, why does he look slightly different? Like, why does the Luke that we know what Luke looks like, why is that one the bad guy, and the real Luke doesn't look like Luke as we've known him for 40 years, 45 years? Um, it is a little bit of a conundrum, and I'm interested to see where they go with this. Um, but hopefully this is where they're going. Um, that said, for what the show is within itself, again, the show's doing a lot to really, you know, lay the narrative groundwork, yada, yada, yada. We've talked about this before, whereas, like, that's kind of the entire role of these shows is to take what we know, expand what we know, and lay out further information about what we know. And I think it's doing a very good job of that. Um, oh, my God, having Krennic come back. Um, Krennic and Tarkin talking about, you know, what we do. And he goes to Krennic. So, Krennic, what's the, uh, the status on Project Stardust? I was like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. Um, and at this point, Thrawn has not been discovered, so I don't have a problem with Thrawn not being there. Um, because I feel like Thrawn is, you know, Thrawn with his tie defenders doesn't come until, until way later. Um, but look, I'm, I'm very happy with this. I think that this show continues to be among some of the best. But again, when we talk about Star Wars, the animated shows have always been among some of the best Star Wars that we've ever gotten. Because um, like when you think about, like, uh, you know, the Clone Wars, Rebels. I've never watched Resistance. I'm going to have to fix that at some point. But um, when we talk about these shows, they're, they're among some of the best iterations of Star Wars that we've had. And, and then this show just continues it. Um, even if some of the episodes do feel like filler, um, they're more thematic than they are just, you know, okay, we have 16 episodes, uh, we can get the narrative done in 14, but we have the order for 16, so I'll just throw in two episodes that are kind of random, um, and I think we have a lot to be gained from, from the potential of this, you know, happening. I think, too, the other thing that could happen is... And I think this is the way that I hope they do. Because I think it also would help Omega's character over, you know, just doing the narrative the way that you would expect. I think if they have Omega escape and leave, and then Omega goes off on her own and, and has to find the team, and the team has to find her, that's a better way to do it, I think. Um, 
yeah, I feel like that would be a much more organic way to handle this problem. Um, and then that could be a lot better and a lot more interesting. Um, especially if we get to a point where um, it would also allow you to keep Wayland in play, which is, I think, the key that I want to see. I want to see Wayland remain in play. Um, but on that note, we'll wrap up there for today. So tomorrow on the TV side, we'll be back with The Flash. On Sunday, we'll be back with Gotham Knights. Um, we will be doing Tetris. I think we're doing Tetris on, um, what's it called, on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday we're going to do Tetris. Tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to be doing Air. There's Air. I mean, I'm going to see Air a little early. Um, and I feel like there's one other thing. Uh, next week, we got Super Mario and Paint, um, as well as a continuation of various shows. So, we'll wrap up there for today. And until our next episode, which will be tomorrow, have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.